You cannot expect your customers to believe more in your offer than you. No one's gonna believe in your stuff and your work and your business more than you. Hello, and welcome back to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. I'm your host, Jazzy, and today we're diving into a conversation that every business owner needs to hear. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You can have the best business strategy in the world. However, if you don't believe it will work for you, it won't. I was able to sit down with business mindset coach Faith Mariah to talk about how your mindset can impact your success in business. What I love most about her is she keeps it real. There's no sugarcoating anything. She was dropping truth bombs left and right. We talk about things like how to overcome self-doubt, how to make decisions, how to overcome a fear of being on camera, and how to break the cycle of starting and stopping new projects, as well as so much more. (laughs) Faith is like that big sister that yells at you, but she does it out of love and you know everything she's saying is right. You just may not want to hear it. (laughs) So this is exactly what you need to hear, especially if you're just getting started. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. Hey, Faith, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a while since we spoke and so much has happened. We've been trying to coordinate this for a (laughs) minute behind the scenes, you guys, but we're finally here. We made it. And yeah, thank you for inviting me. Definitely worth the wait. (laughs) we'll see we haven't recorded it yet I already know you're amazing so I'm so glad to have you on do you want to go ahead and start by telling people a little bit about yourself um, how you got into the online business space sure well it's a long story I feel like as as these kind of things are right but I'll give you guys like the short version the short (laughs) version was I worked in social work my really like my whole life, like my career was, I worked a lot in domestic violence. I worked with at-risk youth. I used to lead like wilderness, 28 day wilderness camping trips from kids from the juvenile (laughs) detention center. That was like my job. And I worked, I did a lot of homeless outreach and advocacy and stuff. And I ended up getting kind of burnt out as you do as a social worker. And I got a nine to five job and I thought like, oh, I've I've made it. I'm now like not going to mm-hmm. be broke. Obviously, those jobs don't pay a lot of money. You don't often have don't have health insurance at that time. <laughs> it's yeah. like a different time. I was like, what was happening then? Like so many people just didn't have health insurance. <laughs> um, and I was like broke all the time. And I got this nine to five job with like benefits. I'm like, oh, we have insurance. We're coming up. We've really done it. We're really right. doing something here. We've got a salary job. Like, wowie, look at me. And <laughs> the first week I was there, I was like, this is not for me. Like I cannot do this. I'd never worked in an office like that mm-hmm. of like where it's like the butt time there was like very serious where it's like your butt's yeah. got to be at your desk eight to five mm-hmm. period, like the end. And I don't do well with people telling me what to do. I'm, I always say I'm like better at being the boss than having a boss. <laughs> probably yeah, if you're an entrepreneur and you guys are listening to this, probably some of you guys can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And so I quickly realized like I've got to get out of here. And at that time I... I was like scrolling. I was in Europe with my boyfriend at the time. We were like with a group of friends. I was laying on the floor of an Airbnb scrolling Pinterest. This is when Pinterest was like super hip, right? And I was like, I was like, we didn't have like TikTok or anything then, you guys, okay? (laughs) So I was like scrolling Pinterest. Way back in the olden days, no. (laughs) Way back in the day. (laughs) 
I walked uphill both ways scrolling Pinterest. (laughs) I was like laying there scrolling Pinterest at night, not able to sleep. And I saw these like income reports from bloggers. And it was like, I remember reading somebody had made like $10,000 a month online. Mm -hmm. And it it was like, I, that like blew my mind. Like I grew up working class. I'd never even heard of anybody making $10,000 a month. I didn't even know that was like a thing that was possible. And so I went yeah. down this whole rabbit hole where I was like, she's making $10,000 a month, like with her blog. Right. And quickly like <laughs> went down this rabbit hole of like everybody and their mom was posting income reports then. Right. So I was yep. like looking at all these income reports and I started a mental health blog. It was my new year's resolution when we got back and launched it. And by October of that year, I had matched my salary at what I was making at UF and quit that job. And I've been online ever since the last almost seven years now. Um, And now I do business mindset coaching. So I've since sold that site. And I have a membership where I coach entrepreneurs that need help with their business, but they are not able to afford thousands and thousands of dollars for a business coach. We have a whole program they get where they get our goal setting program and our mind setting set program, and then they get access to group calls. Um, and I teach them how to like coach their own brain and it's a really cool program. And so that's what I'm doing mainly these mm-hmm. days, but there's like yeah. a thousand things in between there, right? But that's the <laughs> short version for you guys. Yeah. No, I was the same way. I came across a blogger who was talking about how much money she had made with her blog. And that's how I got started too. I was like, oh, I'm starting a blog then. <laughs> I remember being like, if I could make $2,000 a month, like I would be good. Like I'd right. be good on Just that. Right. Bit. And I was like, if yeah. she can make 10,000, I could probably make two maybe like, I don't know. Yeah. And so that was like my first goal was just to be able to make $2,000 a month. That was like, and that was like, felt like a huge dream at that time. It felt like that was just impossible almost to me. And so, yeah, I totally relate. I was like mind blown that people were making money online, that they were making a lot of money online. All of that was like what I want in that world. Like that's how I felt. I was like, I want to be doing what they're doing, you know? Yeah. How did you monetize so quickly? I don't do this, you guys. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I wrote, I wrote three blog posts a day for almost 10 months straight like every day. Oh my gosh. So I wrote hundreds of I wrote hundreds of blog posts basically and I Pinterest was really great for getting traffic then and so I mm-hmm. was getting lots of traffic from Pinterest. I was getting at the height of my site 140,000 page views a month off of Pinterest for free wow. and I had an email list I grew to over 40,000 people on that site. And I basically had a welcome funnel with a sale at the end. You guys can do that. That's still a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Had a welcome funnel that had a really good flash sale at the end that converted really well and then every month we ran a flash sale on different programs that I had. And then I also had a membership and then ad revenue. Those were my main sources of revenue on that site. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love your story because I feel like so many people, they either make the excuse that, you know, they don't have a background in business. So there's no way that they could be successful in business. And you have just proven you were out in the wilderness and then now you're (laughs) killing it online. So Nobody has a background in this stuff. Like this mm-hmm. is all different and we're still at the beginning of it. I think people have this misconceived notion about social media, about making money online, about online marketing in general. That's like kind of like, oh, we missed the boat. It was so much better back then. And I'm like, you ha- in a hundred years, people would kill to have the opportunity you guys have right now. There's still right. so much opportunity and so much room to get in the game right now. Mm-hmm. And then people are all sitting around kind of going like, it was so much better 10 years 
years ago. Like, it was so much easier. And it's like, I guess, but, like, you still have it better than pretty much anybody Mm -hmm. else coming after you ever. And so, in my mind, I'm like, if you want this and you want this life, it's worth figuring out how to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's more difficult, right? I tell the mastermind that all the time. I'm like, I think business in general, the way I approach it, I'm always just like, I assume everything that we're going to do in my business is going to be way harder than I think. It's going to take way longer and it's going to cost me more money. I just make every (laughs) business decision assuming that. That's just the assumptions like I operate under. And because of that, it's like I'm never sitting around like, like, oh, I thought it, I didn't know it was going to be so hard. And oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like it costs all this money. And like, I go in with my eyes open, right. As a business owner. And that would be my tip of like, you're getting started is like, just get your brain on board with like, it's going to be hard and take a long time. And you're going to, what that will do is it will save so much time for you. Cause if you're Mm -hmm. just like, you don't like your first launch doesn't like knock out of the park for you. Right. And nobody buys or something. You're going to save so much time because you're not going to waste weeks being like, Oh, I thought they were going to buy. And I thought it was going to be easier. And like, it's so much harder. It's like, just (laughs) skip all of that part. Right. And just get your brain on board with like, it's going to be really hard. We're going to have to fail a lot. And I want to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm always like, it's who you become in pursuit of the goal. Get your brain on board with like, I want to do something hard. I want to be challenged. I want to, fail at something like I want to become I want to push myself and see like who Mm -hmm. I can become in this process and what that does is it like gets you buckled in right so that way when a launch goes wrong or something doesn't pop right away you're not wasting weeks and weeks and weeks with all of the brain drama of like oh my god it's so hard and so and so is making more money and my business isn't even working and I've spent all this time and all this money it's not even gonna work and da 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 it's like we can just skip all of that and just stay to work yeah I'm like you know just be like oh yeah I knew it was gonna be hard oh yeah I knew it was gonna I was gonna fail I knew it wasn't gonna work right away it's not a problem for me like Mm -hmm. I got this right and I think if you can get your brain on board with like it's gonna be hard it's gonna be harder than you think it's gonna take longer than you think and it's gonna cost you more money and if you can get your brain on board with all of that it will just save you so much grief and drama I'm always like (laughs) the drama about it is optional right and that's what I try to coach people on in Mm -hmm. the mastermind a lot yeah you just dropped so many gems about mindset. So how did I'm you like, know what else? <laughs> just going down the list? Okay. The podcast is over now. <laughs> how did you discover this connection between mindset and business, like being successful in business? Well, I'm really obsessed with mindset, right? Like my background is in social work. I have an mm-hmm. undergrad degree in psychology and I struggle with clinical depression and at times like pretty crippling, like panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to do a lot of mindset work. It's just like, I always say it's like, it's just, I, I have like a level hard brain to live with. Like, it's not an easy brain. It's not an easy experience to like be in my human body with my brain and the mm-hmm. experience, the brain, the way it is and the experiences that I've had, it's just not easy to live with it. And so it's just how I operate in the world. I have to, to survive like with the clinical depression that I live with. It's like, I have to be very good at watching my own thoughts and watching my mindset and like, what is this creating for me? And so when I started the business, that's just who I naturally am, I guess, from all of the years of doing that. 
And when I started making money online, people started coming to me being like, you quit UF and you have a blog? Like, how are you making money online? And people Mm -hmm. in other programs I were in were like, your blog is working. Like, what are you doing? I started just like answering people's questions and helping people because I love talking about business. But what I found was the business strategy is easy. I can give you the business strategy in like five minutes. It's not hard. (laughs) But what's hard is like staying at it day after day, managing the thoughts of like, I don't think it's going to work. What if I'm wasting my time? What if I'm wasting my money? What if it never happens? Like all that doubt in the beginning, that's what's hard for people. It's not because they don't understand the strategy. Right. Right. And so that's what I really started coaching people on was I saw like, oh, this piece is, is missing. Like at that point, there was a ton of strategy out there that was working very, very well. And people were still really, really struggling And so Mm -hmm. it just inspired me to start talking more about the link between business and mindset because I saw a real gap Mm -hmm. and a real misunderstanding and kind of void in the space I was in, especially as like blogging and everybody's talking about SEO, but nobody was talking about, well, if you're thinking every day, I suck at this, why would anybody listen to me? So-and-so stuff (laughs) is so much better. Are they really going to be able to keep posting long enough to get the SEO to work? Mm-hmm. Like, probably not. Like we've yeah. seen people, I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen people, they come and go in this space. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, that is true. Like the strategy, we can give you all the strategy, you know, to be successful, but it will only work if you have the right mindset. And honestly, a lot of us are using the same exact strategies. <laughs> so really what yeah, sets like, you apart you is see, your mindset. Yeah. You can see what everybody's doing, right? It's yeah. like, just find someone who's successful and go look at their <laughs> funnels and go look at their Instagram yep. and get on their email list. It's like everything's forward out. facing. Yep. It's all, you can see exactly what people are doing to make their business mm-hmm. work. It's like yeah. all very transparent. Yep. So what strategies can people use to overcome that self-doubt and fear of failure and everything that they feel in the beginning of starting their online business and I you know, throughout? Couple, yeah, I teach a lot of different things on this, but I'll give you like a couple like easy ones. The first one that I teach people generally is this thing called bridge thoughts, right? And so I always say I'm like affirmations – I think don't work because I'm like, you can't like BS your own brain, right? It's like your brain knows if you believe something or you don't, right? So if I'm walking around going, I'm a millionaire, everyone loves me, my life is great, but I think I'm broke, I suck, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's the truth of what I think. It's like just lying, you're just gaslighting yourself, right? At that point, it's not actually like useful. And so what I teach people is like, let's get a bridge thought between where you are now and what you want to believe, right? It's like, I'm like, beliefs take time to build. I would call Call it going to the mental gym, right? I'm like, you got to mm. build literally new neural pathways in your brain, right? We have to strengthen them by changing our focus and changing what we're choosing to think about over and over throughout the day. Yeah. And so I teach people to bridge that gap between what they actually think, the truth of what they think, right? For a lot of us, it's like, I suck. This is never going to work. What was I thinking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and versus like, oh, I'm so successful and I'm a millionaire and my life is amazing. And right. it's like, what is something between those two that's like headed in the direction you want to go, but that you think is true, right? So one of the, I call them troll thoughts. One of the troll (laughs) thoughts like my brain gives me all the time is like, nobody likes you. Everybody thinks you're annoying, right? That's just kind of like the the default theme, right? It's like, nobody likes you. I'm like writing an email. My brain's like, nobody likes you, right? (laughs) We all have that little gremlin on our shoulder. Yeah. And so the bridge thought I use is like, even if nobody likes me, I just want to see if I can help someone. 
And so instead of trying to tell myself like, oh, everybody likes you. Oh, so-and-so said your stuff was good. Oh, people do like it. When I don't necessarily always think that's true, right? And I tell people, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want, I'm talking about the thoughts like that you have when you're tired and hungry and your boyfriend's pissing you off and you're like, somebody said something rude to you on the internet and someone cut you off in traffic. Like, I'm not talking about like your thoughts you're having when you're like all coached up and thriving, right? I'm like, the truth is like when you're having a day like that and you sit down on, on to write an email, a lot of times the thought is like, nobody likes me or what am I even doing or why am I doing this? Like, that's the truth of what we think, right? And so it's Mm -hmm. like just knowing that that's normal when we're having a hard time, especially when we're tired or hungry, right? Like it really (laughs) does make a difference, right? It's like we already know those trolls are coming. So let's come prepared. I'm like, let's come correct. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And make a plan of what are you going to choose to think when your brain offers you that? Brain is always going to offer you negative thoughts. It's just how our brains are programmed for survival. They're programmed to point out everything not working in our life because its main function is to keep you alive in your human body. And so it's like, oh, this is wrong. And oh, this is wrong. And oh, that's wrong. That's why we never lay at night in bed late at night awake being like, oh, and my life is so great, right? We're always laying there going like, oh, and this happened and that happened and it's great and this bad thing. (laughs) Our brains are programmed. They have a negativity bias where they're programmed to focus more on the negative, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's always going to do that. It's just, I'm always like, it's just human brain doing human brain stuff, right? And so let's just redirect. We already know it's going to happen when we're tired and hungry and having a bad day and we have to send an email or whatever it is that triggers you personally in your business, just know your brain is going to offer you its favorite little troll thought, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody likes you. And then it's like, what can you think that's true? Like, I think that's true. Like, I think even if nobody likes me, I still want to try to help people. I still want to see if I can help people. I still want to see if I can grow a business, right? It's like, even if the business never works and I am wasting my time, I want to see what happens if I try. And that feels true to me, right? That feels real versus Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to grow a successful business when you don't really think that, right? And so the bridge thought is where I teach people to go first. And it's like, find something that is true to you, that sounds true to you and is useful. And it's like headed in the right direction. And I think those 1% changes are really what make the difference for people. Not like we try to go from zero to a hundred, right? Mm -hmm. I see this with entrepreneurs all the time where they're like, they're not posting at all. And they're like, I'm going to post 20 times a day. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're like, they've been walking around. Yeah. yeah, they've been walking around thinking like, oh, I suck. Oh, this won't ever work. And they're like, I'm going to believe everybody loves me. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, let's just go like for 1%, right? And so what I try to get people to do is just build those 1%. Just clean up your thinking 1% every day. And over time, like in a year, two years, five years, you're going to be blown away at your whole experience. Like my whole experience of being me, of being Faith Raya is so much different than it used to be because I've just been very diligent in like what I want to focus, what I want to make things mean, how I want to choose to see things and being really intentional in how I think. Mm -hmm. And because I've been doing that work day after day, year after year, it really starts to compound. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because for me, there's some things where I can definitely get on board with the affirmations that goes zero to a hundred. <laughs> and then there's other yeah. things where I'm like, okay. And so I like that you have the bridge thoughts to kind of fill in that gap. And then that makes you more motivated to get to that point, like you know, because it doesn't feel as far away. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is definitely, you know, a topic that people are starting to discuss because now I'm seeing more stuff on, uh, 
social media, especially TikTok, where there's like lucky girl syndrome and be delusional is like this whole thing. Like go out there and think like the wildest thoughts. <laughs> but I like how you rein it in a little bit. Yeah, I think both are useful, right? But I think mm-hmm. when we're talking about building a business, I'm really talking about we're in the grind, right? And yeah. and you're talking to new entrepreneurs and like I call that season of business uh, the suck. I'm like, it sucks in the beginning. You don't know what you're doing. The learning curve is brutal. I'm like, mm-hmm. in the, when you first decide to start an online business, for most of us, we do not have any of the skills that we need, right? And I always tell the mastermind this. I'm like, you know, People go to college for web design. People go to college for copywriting. It's a degree you can get. Like people Mm -hmm. go to college for social media. Like, and we have to know all of those things and be really good. Like you have to be able to be the face and the personality and be able to be magnetic. And you have to have an offer that's amazing and know how to market it and know how to do sales. Like you can get a degree in sales, right? And then you have to know how to like email that out and know the back end of your business and how to do a website and maintain a website and do all these things. Mm -hmm. And so it just requires a lot, a lot of skills. And it's like, you know, are you really going to be delusional enough to like, you know, the lucky girl syndrome, like affirmations of truth are fun when you're walking around, but I'm talking about (laughs) when you're in your office and like you can't get your website to work or I deleted my sales page during a launch or like Mm. like those are the kind of times like where I really want to give people strategies to navigate all that because it's like one thing to like think positive thoughts like I'm saying when we're right when we're well fed and happy and and everybody's being nice to us and like we're up and everything's going our way but we all know life's not like that like there's seasons of life where you're up and you're winning. And I'm like, great. Like, you know, I'm like, when you're winning, like be up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. the, the reality is that for all of us, there's always going to be tough seasons too, where we're going to also experience grief and loss and mm-hmm. anger and sadness. And like, that's a real part of life. And so yeah. for me, like as a business coach, I think I have to give people strategies to be able to financially weather and run a business when Mm -hmm. they're in a hard season of life. And I just don't see like thinking, oh, I'm a millionaire and everybody loves me. And like, (laughs) it's like, sometimes we can't access that delusional part of our brain, right? Because it's like, well, I have bills, I have bills and I have kids and I have life, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so something else I know that people struggle with when they're getting started is this whole fear of being seen. And especially now we know how important it is to be on camera, on video, with TikTok, Instagram reels blowing up. So, you know, why is that so important to start with? And how can people get over that fear of being seen and, you know, start showing up more for their business? I always tell people, I'm like, we're in, you guys are in like the golden age right now of TikTok and Instagram reels. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. those platforms will be pay to play like every other platform, right? It's like, I've been around this stuff like long enough to know these platforms will show your content for free for a limited time to like grow those platforms, right? They're really invested right now in having yeah. very good content creators, having really entertaining content because they're trying to get more and more people to use their platform. But eventually that will shift and it will just be like, well, people just use Facebook all the time. We don't actually need to give these people reach. They should be paying us. Like, why are we going to promote their businesses and their content. And so I just want everyone to understand this is a limited time opportunity. And I think sometimes people miss that perspective and they just think like, Oh, I just, I don't know if I want to go on reels or, Oh, I don't. And it's like, you're a business (laughs) owner and Instagram reels is going to show your videos to people for free. You can advertise your, your business with video 
completely for free and it will show those videos to people that have never heard of you and never seen you before. That is like a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? And yeah. it's just up to you if you want to see it that way or not, right? It's like, is it a once in a lifetime opportunity or is social media toxic and annoying and bad? It just depends what you want to think about it. But if I were a mm -hmm. business owner that wants to make money and wants to market, I would choose to think about how amazing that opportunity is and have a lot of right. gratitude for it. And I think a lot of people miss that. Everybody loves to complain about social media. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys yeah. are, I was about you to guys say, are everyone kept saying TikTok is oh for kids. Like I'm not going on there. Like I don't, it's like, they're trying to make it cool to not be on TikTok. And I'm like, no, it's the complete opposite. Well, people <laughs> you love know? to think it's like, like cool you need to, to take complain. advantage of these. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, social media is toxic. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, we're so disconnected. I'm like, I was alive in the 90s. Nobody was talking to each other in line at the grocery store then either. We were all just ignoring <laughs> each other. Like, I don't know. Like, right. and it's like, is it is it making society like better or worse? I mean, I think there's arguments for both. But if but mm -hmm. as a business owner, you want to focus on things that are useful to you and thinking about how much you don't like social media and how you don't want to go on camera is just going to create the result of your business not growing. Yeah, honestly, like, unless you're going to do something else, Seriously. but it's the most accessible, easy way for people to get practice talking about their business. I'm always like, you need to, to really practice talking, teaching, like you need to make hundreds, hundreds of videos probably before you're going to be any good at it. So I'm like, get your first 500 right, yeah. done and like dusted because those are going to be the worst mm -hmm. videos you ever make. Let's just knock them out and get to a place where we're better yeah. at it. Right. I teach a little opposite of a lot of people because a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, quality over quantity. And I'm like, quantity creates quality. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good at this. I mean, stuff yeah, I've I definitely agree. For hundreds of hours. That's why. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So the more I you do it, the more you practice. And yeah. Get better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then oh my gosh, it, I was scrolling, as... looking at some old content that I had. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> we all have that. it's we kind of cringy, but I'm like, I'm leaving it because yeah, it just shows go you can like see the growth, that progression. Yeah. Go back on people's old accounts <laughs> and look at their first videos. Cause a lot of times too, you're comparing their like you just, people are unwilling to be a beginner, right? So something I coach on yeah. a lot is like being willing to be a beginner. So if you want to be on social media, be willing to be a beginner social media person, be willing to be a beginner podcaster, be willing to be a beginner and quit comparing yourself to people that have been online doing this stuff for years and years and years and have VAs and have teams and have all this experience. Right. It's like, just be willing to be a beginner um, and then the other thing I'll say is like, I don't know if this is helpful to anybody, but I always thought I would never be on camera. Like I remember telling my first business coach I hired, I'll never be on video, not just live video, <laughs> any video. Like I was like, I'll never record a course video or, or a workshop or I, I will just never yeah. be on camera ever. I was like very committed to the blogger life, right? I was like, no way, mm -hmm. no how, not doing it. And now I'm on camera. It's like my job, right? I'm like live for hours every yeah. week with my students in my membership. I coach them for, I just coached them for two and a half hours last night live. I'm doing live streams today and interviews today and it's literally my job. And I think the difference is just the practice. And I always say going on camera is like playing the violin. You don't pick up the violin one time and be like, oh, I suck at it. It's mm -hmm. like, no, you just, you haven't practiced. So it's like, yeah. of course you suck at it, right? But for some reason we have this expectation 
that being on camera is just talking and we should just know how to do it. And it's like, no, it's actually a completely different skill set. Yeah, it feels super cringy to everyone to talk in their phone, especially when you're not used to it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us pick up our phone the first time and are like, oh, I was like made to do this. <laughs> like most of us are like, like, I want to die. This is the worst. Like, right. this is so cringy. <laughs> I just tell people partner with being cringy, partner with feeling embarrassed. Like if you're willing to feel any feeling in your body, emotions are just feelings. If you're willing to feel any negative feeling in your body, any negative emotion in your body, everything is going to be on the table for you in life. It's when we go to like, I don't Mm want to be embarrassed or I don't want to feel cringy or I don't want to blah, blah, blah. Right. It's when we start avoiding those negative emotions that we start shrinking what's possible for ourselves. But when you're just willing to be embarrassed, you're just willing to be feel cringy. You're like, yeah, I'm probably going to mess up my words and I'm probably going to feel bad about it. And I'm willing to feel Mm -hmm. bad about it. And it will be fine, right? And I'll have my own yeah. back and I will be proud of myself. You have to be nice to yourself too, you guys. Mm-hmm. You like be proud of yourself that like, damn, like that was really rough. <laughs> yeah. I've been really embarrassed it. about it. But like I'm mm-hmm. still proud of me and I got me and I'm not going to use this and get the beating stick out and be like, oh, you suck. You can't yeah. ever do anything with your life. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, be there for being there for yourself and supporting right. yourself and being willing to feel the negative emotions. If you can do both of those things, you can make it as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. It's the people yeah. that aren't yeah, willing I to feel that. negative emotion. They can't mm-hmm. make it in this game. You won't make it here. Like you just yeah. won't. Yep. That makes so much sense. And I love, I feel like now I'm seeing it more where people are being honest about their struggles in the online business world too and just being like oh I just messed up this and you know I didn't have a a successful launch as I thought and here are the mistakes here's how I'm fixing it for next time so you know be one of those people that's out there just being so relatable you know it's very normal like I'm always like you know all businesses fluctuate like to think like there's a business like even Walmart it's not like day after day month after month they just have upward growth Like that's Mm -hmm. not how business works. (laughs) It's like you have good months and bad months. You have ups and downs. You have good years, bad years. Like it's normal for business to fluctuate. I think this Mm -hmm. space is a little bit delusional, right? There's a lot of like get rich quick stuff that has been sold for a long time in this space. Yeah. Right. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, hundred, hundred million thousand dollar launches and like whatever. (laughs) And people just have an unrealistic expectation of what running a business actually is. And it's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you test things and it works. And sometimes you test things and it doesn't work. And that's normal. Like, I don't know any entrepreneurs that are just like winning, 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 like growing, 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 growing. It's like, exactly. Sometimes you have a great launch and sometimes you don't, right. It's like, sometimes you're up, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're down and that's, that's the game of it. Right. That's, that's what I love about Mm -hmm. it. That's what makes it challenging and interesting to me. Yeah, exactly. I know there's, all these quotes that talk about failure, but basically like the failure is getting you to that yes or getting you to that next step. Like it has to happen in order for you to be successful. So start looking at it that way. You know, we always tell people in my mastermind program, we say you're either, you're either getting the outcome you want or you're getting the lesson you need. Right. And I talk about like down is on the way to up down is always on the way to up. Right. And so mm-hmm. even when my business is down, I don't think like, oh, my God, it's all falling apart. I'm like, down is on the way to up. Like, this is the next step for us. Like, we're getting clarity. Right. Me and my team always figure it out. That's one of the thought. That is a thought that has made me a lot of money. Like, you guys can borrow. Is mm-hmm. like, I always figure things out. I'm resourceful. 
right? And it doesn't matter how hard the industry gets or how bad the economy gets or what happens, like, I will be on top. Like, I'm always Mm -hmm. like, I will be on top, period. Like, I'm not available for any other outcome. And I always just think, like, down is on the way to up. So even when all of the evidence says otherwise that I'm, like, not winning and I'm not going to win, I'm not going to be on top, I'm like, down is on the way to up. Like, this is where the lessons are. This is where the clarity is that we need. And this is just going to take us to, like, our next big jump. And I just always Mm -hmm. see, like, down is on the way to up. And every failure is just more clarity towards where you want to go. And I think you do have to reframe failure and be a little delusional to be an entrepreneur because you have to be able to create belief with your own brain. So here's another like one that I talk about all the time that I think is really important for mm-hmm. mindset for entrepreneurs is like you have to believe before you have the result. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'll believe my work is good. I'll believe the business <laughs> is going to work. I'll believe like people will buy the product after they buy it, right. after I have the proof in my bank account. And I'm like, <laughs> that's never going to work. Like they, yeah. you have to believe it's good before anybody ever tells you that. You have to believe your mm-hmm. business can make money before you ever have a dollar in your bank account. You have to believe in like yourself and what you're capable of before you have any monetary evidence of it at all. And so the belief mm-hmm. has to come before for the result. People think the result is what creates the belief. And I'm like, not when you're an entrepreneur, when you're an entrepreneur, like (laughs) we do it backwards. We create the belief first and like we hold the vision Mm -hmm. first before anyone ever tells us it's a good idea. Most of us have people telling in our ear, telling us it's not a good idea. Right? Like I remember people telling Mm -hmm. me like, don't quit your job. Like don't start your business. Like you're going to have a blog. Like, are you crazy? Like nobody told me it was a good idea. But that's mm-hmm. our job. Our, the, if you want to be an entrepreneur and be self-employed, it's like you have to be able to hold the vision even when other people don't see it yet, right? And like you have to be able to generate belief with your own brain without any evidence. You have to be able to believe before there's evidence. And if you can do that, like you'll be fine here. But that's where most people yep. get twisted is like they're like waiting for their customers to tell them their product is good or their boyfriend to tell them their business is a mm-hmm. good idea or whatever right somebody else or some kind of external result the money in the bank account then I'll know like I'm good at business or it's like you have to decide and to think that ahead of time and build those beliefs first without evidence Mm -hmm. and that's what's so hard about it for people yeah yeah for sure because that energy that you're putting out to that energy of desperation or I don't know what I'm doing I'm scared whatever people are going to pick up on that and it's going to make it way harder to achieve the results that you want, which just feeds into that whole cycle of believing, you know, oh, you know, it, it happened just the way I thought it was going to happen. You know? I teach in sales, I teach like your belief ceiling, right? And so I always say your belief is, is the ceiling of it's the highest amount of what anyone else can believe about your product. So if you don't think your product is that mm. good, like you can't expect your customers to believe in it more than you. Like that's ridiculous. It's like, yep. it's your offer. Yeah. It's your job to like love it and know why it's good and know its quality um, and to think positive thoughts about it. So many women I work with like think crappy thoughts about themselves and their work. I'm like, that's humble isn't going to work here. It's just not mm-hmm. right. And so yeah. it's not cute. It's not going to sell in the marketplace. You have to know, like, my product, not only does it work, it's better than every other solution on the market. And this is why. I'll tell you why. Right? And you have to Mm -hmm. be very, very clear on what you're doing. You cannot expect your customers to believe more in your offer than you. No one's going to believe in your stuff and your work and your business more than you. So I'm like, you set the belief ceiling. And that's where a lot of people are 
they're trying to outsource their belief in their own business to their customers. They're like, I need you guys to buy this so mm-hmm. I can think my business <laughs> is a good idea. And it's like, that's never going to work. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's your job that you're outsourcing to them. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Outsourcing. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I need, I need you to create belief in my business for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. So obviously we know people that start something, they start a business, they start a new project, whatever they stop, they start, they stop. I'm sure you deal or, you know, work with people who've been through this so much. Yeah, I coach people so what techniques would you recommend for, yeah. What techniques would you recommend for breaking that cycle and, you know, maintain consistent progress in their business? Yeah. So I teach something called action fuel. So action fuel is your thought feeling combo, right? So it's what you think in your brain and what you feel in your body when you're taking the action. Your thought feeling combo is your action fuel for the action. And our culture teaches like goal setting totally wacky and backwards in my opinion. So our culture Mm -hmm. teaches like if you want more results in your life or you want a different result, you just do more stuff. It's very like action. It's very like to-do list. Mm -hmm. Just make the to-do list and you just do everything on the to-do list. But we know because of all the people failing at New Year's resolutions year after freaking year that like (laughs) if you just knew the tasks to do, you would be like you would be able to get the result, but people can't just do all of the tasks consistently over time. Like we really struggle with it. Right. And so what I teach people is like, it's if you like, let's say you set a goal to go to the gym, right? You're like, I want to go to the gym every day. If you do that, you're for sure going to be in better shape at the end of the year than now. Right. You go to the gym. Like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. let's say we want to go three days a week, but I'm thinking like, you know, every time I try to lose weight, it never works. And I always fail and I can't do this. And everybody's judging me and everybody's looking at me and I don't even think I can do this. How, how long do you think you can think that and go to the gym every day? It's like, you're going to do it for two weeks and then you're going to stop because going to the gym, when you're thinking this is never going to work for me, I always fail. Every time I try to lose weight, I've always failed in the past. I have all this evidence. Let me pull out my little Rolodex of evidence of all my past failures. Right. And think about that. If you're thinking about that every day, it literally is harder to go to the gym. It takes more energy. Like it takes more like spiritual energy in your body to get in your car and change, put your workout clothes on and go to the gym every day. It is not as easy Mm -hmm. as someone that just thinks this is going to work. I'm just going to keep going. Like I'm going to just keep showing up no matter what. Right. And so I think a lot of people do this in their business where they have these very, very heavy thoughts about like, this is never going to work. And so, and so is doing more than me and I've done all this work and I don't see any results. And what if it never pays off and I've wasted all this money and I've wasted all this time and I don't even know what I'm doing and no one wants to hear what I say and I suck. And why would anybody listen to me anyway? Right. It's like, how long do you think you can think that and go on your computer and work every day? It's like, it's too hard. Right. And so I teach Mm -hmm. people, you have to fuel your working actions with clean action fuel with this, which is like a clean thought in your brain for an easy one to grab that I use. You guys can borrow is like, I just want to try to help somebody. I'm I, and my other one I really love is like, I just want to see what happens if I try. Right. So right now we are we have a million dollar goal in my business. I want to see if we can scale to seven figures and we're nowhere close to that. Right. We're in like the low multiple six figures, like 200,000. But to me, as like someone that's broke, I'm like, that was impossible to have a multiple (laughs) six figure business. So I'm like, if I could do that, I probably could do anything. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just want to see what happens if I show up consistently for that seven figure goal, 
who I become in the process, how good would my stuff have to be? How many people would we have to be able to help? And like who I become in the process, right? And so one of the thoughts I use is like, I just wanna see if I can help someone and I wanna see what happens if we try. Like even if I never hit that million dollars, I still think it's worth mm -hmm. doing because I wanna see what happens if we try. And if you guys are listening to this and you're starting a business, like don't you wanna know if you can do it or not? I'm like, don't you wanna know? Yeah. Like at least try and fail mm -hmm. and then you'll know for sure you can't do right. it, right? But it's like, there's something mm -hmm. in you that wants to see if you can do it, that wants to see if you can have right. it. And yeah, I just don't want to get to the end and not know, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's like a clean thought when you're thinking like, I just want your brain's like, this is never going to work. You can be like, that's fine. I just want to see what happens. I want to see how far yeah. I can get if I actually try. And then the feeling mm -hmm. that I use is a thought feeling combo, right? That fuels your action. So the, that's the thought. Like, I just want to see what happens if I try. The feeling that creates for me is commitment. I think a lot of people want to try to do, do like high vibe, like, like, oh, I'm ecstatic and I'm excited and I love my business. <laughs> and I'm like, I have depression. That's not always accessible to me. Right. But commitment is yeah. the energy of commitment of showing up consistently. Like that is an easy to grab emotion. Right. That mm -hmm. makes me able to take action day after day and stay in the game year after year. And that's really what it takes to grow a sustainable business. People think they're going to do this in like three months. I'm like, you need to be looking yeah. at like. 10 years. Like years. we need to be looking mm -hmm. a little further out here when we're talking about building businesses. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of what you just talked about has to do or really closely relates to imposter syndrome, which every entrepreneur encounters and experiences. Mm -hmm. So can you explain for people, cause I don't think we've really had an episode where we talked about this. Can you explain what imposter syndrome is and how people can recognize it and then overcome it? I just think like, I don't even know if I, I don't know if I even love the label of it. Like I haven't thought about this a ton, <laughs> but I'll give you yeah. like, my, my thought. My initial thought is like, so sometimes people will come to coaching, right? They'll come to our, we do mm -hmm. weekly coaching calls on Zoom where I just coach as many people as we can on whatever is coming up for them in their business. We just did one last night. And sometimes my students will come on and they will tell me, they'll be like, Faith, I have to tell you something. And they'll be like, I'm having this <laughs> thought. The way they say it is like, I'm having this thought and it's a really bad one. <laughs> And oh it always gosh. kind of makes me laugh. And I feel like with imposter syndrome, it almost makes it feel like, because it's really just your thoughts about your own work, right? It's like just kind of thinking mm -hmm. your work isn't that good. And like, it's like, oh, imposter syndrome. It's a really bad series of thoughts, though. It's imposter syndrome. And it's like, what if there's just <laughs> thoughts, right? What if there's just thoughts? This is how I, I just think like it's good to neutralize things for people, right? So the way I would think mm -hmm. about it is like, there's just thoughts in your brain and feelings in your body. There's not good thoughts and bad thoughts. There's just thoughts we want to give more airtime to. And so what thoughts do you want to give more airtime to? And like, I think it's normal, like I was saying, because our human brains have negativity bias in them. Like there's always going to be positive thoughts and negative thoughts. There's always going to be positive thoughts yeah. about your business, positive thoughts about your work and negative thoughts about your work and negative thoughts about yourself and your business. Like all of that's normal, but it's like, what do you mm -hmm. want to intentionally focus on? And that's what I really would be curious to like, ask somebody about what specifically is coming up for you and where mm -hmm. can we take our brain that's more useful? Cause it's not really about, to me, it's not really about is something true or not. Like a lot of times too, I'll coach students where they're like, well, <laughs> but you don't know, right. like my, we're all, I'm always like, we're all so attached to our special, special <laughs> suffering. Right. You don't know like my suffering and like my whole story. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And it's like, you know, what if we are able to just like let that go, neutralize it a little bit? It's just thoughts and feelings. And like, where do you want to direct your attention? And Mm -hmm. it's not about is it true or not? It could be true that your stuff's not as good. Could be true, right? I'm like, lots of things could be true. But I'm like, what else could also be true? Like, even if it's not as good as everybody else's stuff, like, could it be helpful to someone? And like, that is like a more like the bridge thought thing, right? It's like, that is a more useful place to go. It's like, even if my stuff isn't as mm-hmm. good as everybody else's, or it's not that good yet. I'm like, some of, I'll be right. straight with you. Like, cause I coach new entrepreneurs. Some of y'all's stuff is not that good yet. Like, it's not that you can't help people, <laughs> but it's like, you haven't like yeah. been at this, right? You're not going to be able to get people mm-hmm. results in the same way. Somebody that has been like, let's say you're a fitness coach, right? But you're just starting versus a fitness coach that has been in the industry 30 years. Like there are varying yeah, degrees exactly. of like skill and getting people results Mm -hmm. and that's not a problem right so it's like just being willing to be a beginner and being willing to know like even if I'm a beginner I still have things that are useful I can still help Mm -hmm. some people you're going to be less qualified there's going to be a smaller pool of people you're qualified to help when you're a beginner right but that doesn't mean that you aren't able to do anything useful and so it's like Mm -hmm could be true that you're not qualified, but what else could also be true? It could also be true that maybe right. you could help someone. It could also be true that you could post yeah. pep talks on Instagram and inspire people to go to the gym. It could be true mm-hmm. that like your story and your journey is more inspiring. I'm so tired of seeing all the fitness people. I'm on a weight loss journey right now. That's why all this like fitness stuff is coming on. And so I'm trying <laughs> to get back in shape. Right. And I'm like, I'm so tired of seeing all these like Instagram models. I'm like, I would love to see somebody real like me. That's like, I don't want to go to the gym and I hate it, but I'm mm-hmm. doing it because it's makes you know makes me feel better and here I am at the gym today versus all yeah. these girls with like I'm like I don't want to see your abs I'm tired of it <laughs> <laughs> so it could be true yeah. like even if you're a beginner fitness person that you're more relatable mm-hmm. like that could also be true it's like yeah. take your brain like put your brain to work about like what else could be true right it's like we let these things go unquestioned and I think that's when they like fester and they become mm-hmm. very heavy for people so I'm like If that belief is not useful to you, start questioning it. It's like your job to kind of talk back to your brain and be like, well, is that true? And like, what else could be true here? And are there other possibilities here? And just push, your brain's not going to want to do it either because our brains are lazy. (laughs) Otherwise, like, we talk (laughs) in the mastermind, like your brain's like a big lazy house cat. I'm like, it wants to like take naps. That's what it wants to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But push your brain and like do that work of like questioning whatever those beliefs are that make you feel like an imposter. Yeah, I teach people how to create and sell digital products. And, you know, people always feel like, oh, I have to be an expert in something. Like, I have to be the most advanced and teach people the most advanced thing. And I'm like, no, think about where you're at, maybe where you were at a couple years ago. You really just need to teach someone, you know, how to do something maybe that one step above or two steps above where, you know, they're people at currently. Want things that are simple too. It's like people think they exactly. want, like, have to yeah. make these, like, super complicated solutions. I'm like, if you can just, like, take something that you know how to do and make it very simple for people, right? And you can yeah. save them time and save them money. Like, there you go. Like, that's a great product. Mm-hmm. And it, not yeah. everything has to be the most complicated thing in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess along those lines, there's so many things that people can create and it can sometimes be overwhelming, especially in the online space. So how can people avoid getting stuck in analysis paralysis? I got a a whole rant about this, but this is how I teach it. So we teach, well, I I teach and coach a a lot on like overwhelm because overwhelm Mm -hmm. is like... (laughs) the killer of revenue, I think, for a lot of new entrepreneurs, Mm. right? Overwhelm. Yeah. um, But overwhelm, we think overwhelm is created 
by like the amount of things to do. So the most, the place I see overwhelm a lot, you're talking about overwhelm and like picking a product, but it's just overwhelm about to-do lists, right? They'll be like, I have to do this and I have this and there's so much to do True. and yeah. there's so much overwhelm. And I'm always like, the way we teach it is like your to-do list is neutral. Your to-do list, like your to-do list, even if there's 5,000 things on it, it doesn't jump into your body and create the feeling of overwhelm. Your to-do list cannot create feelings. And so in the same way, it's like the amount of products and the amount of possibilities in life or for products that does not jump into your body and create the feeling of overwhelm because the number of things to do or the number of things available is neutral. It doesn't mean anything until we make mm-hmm. it mean, oh, this is too much, right? So usually right. the thought is like, oh, there's too many options. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do first. I don't, this is my favorite one to coach people on, but it's like, I don't want to waste time because that thought always makes them <laughs> indecisive and it always creates the result of them wasting time time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like such a, it, it's one of those sneaky thoughts. Cause it feels so useful. It's like, I don't want to waste my time. I want to do everything in the right order. It seems right. like such a useful yeah. thought, but when you play it out, what happens is people are unable to make decisions quickly, which makes them slow, mm. which creates the result of them wasting their own time. And so with this, it's like, um, you know, are there a lot of options for products or are there not? It's like just in how you want to look at it. And it's really about mm-hmm. just practicing becoming someone who's decisive and so I thought you guys can use would just be like I'm just gonna pick one and test it right this is what we do in the mastermind you make a 90-day plan you pick something you're gonna sell and you just test it for 90 days I'm like you don't have to do it the rest of your life and the stakes are very low so I'm always like this is kind of mean but I'm sorry you guys I mean it like to try to help you okay (laughs) but but I always say I'm like when you're starting, like your time is not that valuable. So people are like, so on this thing about like, I don't want to waste my time in my business. And I'm like, do you have a multiple six figure business? Cause if not, I don't know why you're sweating it. Like you need to get out there and test things and see what you like doing and see what you work. And probably like the first bunch of products you make, they might not be what ends up what ends up being the thing that you like doing that people like that people Mm want to buy. It takes us a long time to figure that out. And so I think being willing to fail, being willing to waste time, being willing to just pick something and test it and take it off. Like people put these decisions in a pressure cooker where it's like, I have to pick the right target market and the right niche and the right avatar and the right product. And it's like, no, you're going to get that wrong. Like, I don't know any entrepreneurs like out the gate that have never had a business come out here and they're like, (laughs) Perfect demographic, perfect market positioning, perfect messaging, perfect product, and just knock it out the gate. Like, that's not how this works. And so it's like, you Mm -hmm. need to just pick something and understand, like, the first few things probably won't be the thing. But if you don't do the process, you'll never get to what's going to make you money. You just won't. Right. Right. The only people that figure this out are willing to waste time. They're willing to waste time and money, to be frank. I know people don't want to hear that. They're like, I just want the perfect process. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not how this works. Like if you want that, you've got to go to get a nine to five job. You can have someone to tell you exactly what to do. But in entrepreneurship, it's like we have to figure out how to make a product people want to buy to solve a problem people want to pay to fix. And then we have to figure out how to get in front of people and market it and sell it. And all of those take a very high level of skill. Like you're probably not going to be good at at making a product the first time you do it. You're probably not going to be good at marketing it the first time you do it. And that's not a problem, Mm -hmm. right? As long as you're committed to just staying in the game, you'll eventually figure it out. It's because people think like they're entitled to get a profitable product the first time they make something that, that (laughs) then it's like, it creates this pressure cooker, right? Cause it's like, I have Mm -hmm. to pick the perfect product or I'll fail and I'll never make money. And it's like, 
Yeah. It's just one product. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. always tell them Not that's mine, but they do this. <laughs> they do this with launches. They're like, what if nobody buys my launch? I'm like, it's one launch. How many launches do you think you're going to do in your career? A lot. Like, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. one product. It's not the be all end all. It's one little decision. You need to make decision and make it fast and just keep it moving. And so I think just Mm -hmm. pick something, test it for 90 days, you'll get the skill of making the product, recording the product, making the sales page, all of that, the first time you do it is the hardest it's ever going to be. So let's get it done, right? Get it out of the way. Like, Mm -hmm. you've got and then from there, it just gets easier, you get better at it. But if you're not willing to practice, to me, this whole thing is like people want to play the violin, but they don't want to pick it up and like be bad at it. And I'm like, it's just not how Mm -hmm. it works, right? It's like, you're probably going to have to make a product that nobody buys. Like you're probably going to have to do a launch and not make any sales. Like, and to me, it's just Mm -hmm. not a problem. It's like, because I know every time they make a product, every time they launch, like in my community, I'm like, that's a win to me, even if they do a launch and they don't make any money. Because I'm like, they got all that practice of writing the emails and being on camera and planning it out. And it's like, they just got experience doing sales and marketing versus everyone else Mm -hmm. who's just thinking about how they don't want to do a launch because what if nobody buys? Like, who do you think is going to have a business faster? The people that are practicing. (laughs) Right. Yep. I love that. I love how you you just keep it real. You want to ride a bike? I'm like, you. I can tell you how to ride a bike, but it's like at a certain point, you have to like risk <laughs> getting on the bike yep. and seeing what happens. It's like me telling you, yeah. oh, put your pedal here, put your hand here. It's like, that's not helpful. And that's how people want to me to do with their business. They're like, they're like tell me exactly mm-hmm. what to do in the launch. Tell me exactly what to do in my business. And I'm like, to yeah. me, it's just like, you're asking me to sit just here and, and describe you riding a bike. It's not helping you. The only way yeah. you're going to learn is if you go do it and it requires mm-hmm. taking some risk. You might fall off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. I love is that. Is that too harsh? <laughs> no, no, we need the brutal honesty because there are people out here that are too fluffy, you know, make everyone feel good. Like, no, you need to hear the reality of it. So I'm all for it. <laughs> I think this stuff is hard, right? I think entrepreneurship is the best and, yeah. and you should do it if you want to do it. And like the, the life that we get and the rewards are crazy, but I think it comes mm-hmm. with a lot more effort than people realize. Yeah. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is, you know, what I was saying in the beginning, it's like, what if it takes a hundred times more effort than you think? And what if you're just willing to do it anyway? Like that's a very powerful place to get with this stuff where you're like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, if you're willing to put as much effort as it takes for as long as it takes, and you're willing to feel any feeling in your body, you will be fine. You will have so much less drama than all the people that don't want to feel embarrassed or don't want to feel anxious or don't want to make a product and have no one buy. If you're just like, yeah, I just fully expect it's going to be a hundred times harder than I thought it was when I started. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm willing to do that. And I, and like sell Mm -hmm. yourself on it where it's like, who are you going to become if you actually are willing to make that kind of effort? You'll be at the top Mm -hmm. of your industry. I'm like, you'll be at the top of whatever you're doing. The people that yeah. are really sold on that are are going to be like the key players eventually, right? And that's how I yeah. want to position myself. And I'm sure all of you guys want to oh, position yeah, yourselves sure. too. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, love yeah. that. Well, this has been incredible. Um, I was going to ask you like, what if there was anything I feel like you've given so many amazing nuggets but one of my the last questions I always ask guests is what is the most important thing or lesson that you've learned when it comes to entrepreneurship that you wish you had learned at the beginning but I feel like you've already answered that like a million times over <laughs> but if you have anything feel free to add I it know, well, 
I think just that like it will get easier too. So I know I've been like yelling at you guys that it's supposed to be hard and it's fine, <laughs> but like the beginning, like the learning curve in the beginning is real. But and there's so just so you guys know, like when I started my business, I didn't have social media. I didn't even have a smartphone. I had no idea how any of this stuff works, right? I remember like looking, we had WordPress then. I remember looking at WordPress and just like wanting to cry mm-hmm. every time I went on there. I had no idea. Like I was like plugins, like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and when there's I'm still learning new things all the time in my business now, right? I'm still learning all the time, but there's never a week where I sit down now and I have, to, I don't know how to use any program in the business. <laughs> like It's like, it's mm-hmm. like we might learn a new video software, right? Or we might learn like a new, I'm l- using BeLive for my new show I'm doing. I mean, learning how to use that. But the other, the nice. other things in the business, I've already learned how to do. So the beginning, mm-hmm. the learning curve, like it feels hard and it is a little brutal because the, but the learning curve will never be that steep. I just hope that's like encouraging to people. There's never going to be a time where you're learning as much as when you first start. And like you get more and more figured out. You don't have to make as many decisions either. Like making choices is hard on our brains. Like there is like real decision-making fatigue that happens. In the beginning of your business, you have to make tons of decisions about how you're going to market, like where you're going to market, what you're going to do, what you're going to talk about, what your product is. But once you get all that kind of figured out, it's like you hit a rhythm where you're not making as many decisions, you're not learning as many new things, and it kind of levels out a little bit. So I think if you can just really get yourself buckled in, that's why I'm always yelling at people about like, it's going to be really hard because I'm trying to get them ready to go up a freaking mountain, right? And I just feel like people are are mentally ill-equipped for that climb in the beginning. But if you're just Mm -hmm. willing to get over that hump and just know it like levels out, and if you really want to do it, like I think you can do it and it's so worth it. And you'll be, I just look back at past faith and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, thank God you did that for us because my life now is is so good and I wouldn't have anything Mm -hmm. that I have now if I hadn't been willing to do all that for myself in the beginning. And so I think it's a beautiful gift to give your future self. And I think it's totally Mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah. No, that was such a beautiful way to put it. I love that. Your future (laughs) self will thank you, you know? Yeah. Well, um, Faith, do you want to go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you online? I'm on faithmariah.com. I have a podcast that comes out every week. I also am doing a weekly live show that we just started doing. It's really fun. It's called Business Power Hour. I interview three experts. Tomorrow we're doing like what to post on social media when you have no idea what to say, like stuff like that. We just have all different topics every week with different experts. And you guys can come live in the chat if you want and ask us questions. And you can also catch the replay on my podcast. It's really, really fun. So that's what I'm doing right now. Nice. Also, if you want to see my cute dog, I'm on Instagram, the dot, the <laughs> dot Mariah. But the Instagram and the, the Facebook group and the podcast, that's where I hang out mostly these days. Perfect. And I'll link to everything in the show notes. It's fun. Thanks so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd love if you subscribed and left us a review. Another way to support the podcast is to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at First Hustle Then Brunch so I can repost it. Thank you so much for supporting the show and I'll see you in the next episode.